Hey folks, welcome to Older and Wiser. I'm Bob Bates in Los Angeles. Joining me today, as always, my good friend Susan Sikora. Up there, shifting her camera. she's shifting her camera around. <laughs> Try to get the very best angle on that face. Sound and lighting. Can we just see how you look without the light? Turn the light off for a second. Oh, okay. Wait, this hang is, on. For those of you listening on the podcast, you're not going to be able to appreciate this. There you go. Now turn the light on again. Oh, my goodness. It's magic. Um, I that think so. folks Or does it proves, just light up my wrinkles? I don't know. Proves what a ring light will do in the in the new. It's world. not a ring light. It's a, it's a. It's flat, like a flashlight. And then you have to figure out what angle, you know. Okay. So, uh, okay. And I don't want it to glare on my glasses. You know, life is just is full of problems these yeah, days. Yeah, the I biggest say? problem okay. we have today is how to look good on Zoom. Oh, All that right. should be the only problem. Yeah, let's get started today. Our first topic, one of your favorites. We always love to go back to this one. Um, and w because you are a little admittedly obsessed with the royal family. Just a tad. Just a tad. Not, not, a, not, I know people who are obsessed and believe me, I'm, 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 I'm junior level. When uh, Meghan Markle and Harry uh, did their little interview with Oprah, um, first of all, it was a very interesting interview and we, uh, but there was a lot of reaction, positive and negative. Yeah, um, I watched it. 71% of people in America either watched it, heard about it, uh, watched part of it. We have a very high awareness of that interview here in um, the U.S. It does seem like a lot of people are are less enthusiastic about Harry and Meghan um, than they were before, according to this new survey from YouGov. What are your thoughts about that? I think this all goes back to um, the maybe maybe the obsession, even people who are not obsessed uh, or the the um, complete admiration they have for Queen Elizabeth, which amazes um, me, especially yeah, here in yes. the U.S., because, uh, you know, we are people who tout freedom and uh, individuality and all of that sort of thing. And we mm -hmm. know almost for sure that to live in the royal family is to live a life that's very controlled and you haven't much freedom. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's there's probably reasons for that. Not that we would think they were wonderful. We may all disagree with them, but uh, they're all worth tons of money. If we had a, a fraction of what any one of them had tomorrow, we'd be fine. Yeah, so do you um, think it's still a fantasy? Uh, Americans still have this fantasy of living uh, like a royal. No, I think it's I think the reason if you're asking about why people have kind of turned on Harry and Meghan yes. somewhat to, to, to varying degrees, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact they think she should they shouldn't have talked and it might have hurt the queen who is in her 90s and who has never reneged on any of her duties, so to speak, whether you think they're, you know, valuable or useless. You know, that's your opinion of royalty, but they're there. And and the fact that she became a queen at such a young age, you know, just think about it. If after you lose a parent and then you have to assume that, and it's not like, Oh good. I get to get all dressed up and too bad about dad. I mean, it was, no, I get it. Know. I get it. She is yeah. not a warm, seemingly not a warm person. However, we and don't know that whenever think that. she has to make a statement about any kind of tragedy, it's always very, um, very, very controlled and, 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 and lacking in empathy. It seems, I don't know. She's, I believe she's maybe gone over the edge 
toward duty first. Yes. And so maybe that's why she airs and comes off as a little chilly, a little chilly around the edges. Um, I don't know that she's really like that. I think she and Harry still have a really good, I think she has a really good relationship with her grandchildren, specifically Harry and William, because I think she was there for them when Diana died. Um, what goes Again, on? You know, we're never going to know. What goes we on never know. That's doors. the problem. They're so opaque. We don't know that we can't see what's going on, and that that right. leads to a lot of suspicion. According mm-hmm. to this but, survey, mm-hmm. women are more sympathetic toward Prince Harry and Meghan. Forty-four percent are sympathetic. Then men, thirty-four. Only thirty-four percent of men are sympathetic to the plight of being in trapped in this royal family and unable to move in any direction. Um, mm-hmm. Democrats yeah, are that. more sympathetic than Republicans. 60% of, Repub- of Democrats are sympathetic toward their plight, and only 21% of Republicans are. Republicans are much more suspicious and much more like, hey, you were rich. Who cares whether they're caring for your mental health or not? Yeah. 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 Well, I think a lot of it goes back to money. I think money is the defining factor in yes. a lot of those. Um, I think men still feel, or men of a certain age, okay? So I don't know how old the men were in this particular um, study. Did they say? No. Okay. I would assume, and I'm assuming, okay, I don't know. I could be totally wrong. But I would assume that men who are older, who grew up with the, the man's got to make a living and you got to get out there and all that, that is there and that constant and a lot of men have lost their jobs after the pandemic things have gone away not everybody is working from home with some high-tech job where you can be anywhere right so people are people feel like they can't he's they, yeah he's fine these are rich that's people they think yeah rich yeah. people troubles. And let's face it you're struggling mentally what you're worried about your mental health who cares right that's yeah. what people I mean, are I think I believe he both he and his brother inherited something like uh, I think I just saw it online like yesterday, something like 40 million dollars each from Diana. Yeah. No, so I get even that if they, they got have, off from everything else. They've got that. Yeah, I get that they have money. Well, can't I get think, along on 40 million. The, well, the problem was when they were in their fine, they're probably much better off now and can seek out the therapy that they need. In fact, um, Harry. Uh, was did, just did an interview recently with Oprah. Fascinating, yes. very interesting on Apple Plus, um, and it revealed that he only began therapy four years ago because you know now he's in control of his own money. When you're in the in the royal family, um, you know or at least according to Megan and the story that she and Harry tell, there was therapy was unavailable. They had all the money in the world, but were un the, the royal family was unwilling to permit it. They would not yeah. allow a therapist, because of security issues, I assume, to discuss private issues with right. her. So she was well, left yeah. to suffer. Um, yeah, they could afford therapy. And that's course, I, but, I think a lot and I think a lot of people have compassion for that part. I really do. Um, well, I think, apparently not. According to this survey, after the interview, um, both Harry and Meghan's uh, unfavorability ratings rose by nine points. So the the interview didn't help them, actually, in terms of making people more sympathetic. It actually did the opposite, which I find amazing because I thought the interview was very compelling. And I, I believed um, I believed Meghan and I and I believed Harry. Mm-hmm. So I don't really get why we're so angry at Meghan Markle. What's the deal? I think 
I think a lot of people think, first of all, she took advantage of an opportunity. And um, I mean, the opportunity may be may have been as simple as Oprah, who I believe is they're friends with, um, saying to her, let's sit down and tell your side of the story. Because a lot of people were wondering, why would he step back? Why would he leave? And why go to the United States? Why not stay someplace in England nearby? He doesn't have to live in a castle, whatever. And, and you know, and there are security issues with these people because we are sitting here talking about it right now. They are fascinating. They sell newspapers. Um, Diana, going back to Diana, I mean, my gosh, they said if Diana was on the cover of um, one of their, their papers, it it blew off the newsstands. And yeah. so there's all this fascination for these people. It, it, and it's money. It's a bottom line there. Well, that was the fascinating thing about this recent Apple Plus interview that Oprah did. Uh, the, the the show is called The Me You Cannot See, I believe. Yes, Something I like heard that. About it. Yeah, it's, it's it also features know. Lady Gaga, who also talks about her mental health issues. So uh-huh. Harry's talking about his time during the death of his mother and the subsequent days after and the funeral and so forth, yeah, in which he was offered literally no emotional support. Everyone, Stiff up a lip and all that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's and very British. He, lo- he just lost his mother, and he was very angry, angry especially at this paparazzi who he had watched uh, destroy his mother. Basically. And there's some people say, oh, get over it. I know people who lost their parents. When, my own mother lost her mother when she was 10 years old. So this is not an uncommon thing. But my mother didn't have to walk behind her mother's casket publicly in town and and not fall apart. OK, so there's there were there was double pressure. Interesting that you him. say that, because he in the in this show, he, he talks about how he was watching the public uh, sobbing emotionally in public. As he was sitting there without a tear, you know, Not angry to, at everyone for taking his mother, but unable right. to express the emotion. And if somebody didn't specifically say to him, and and he and someone might have said it, uh, don't fall apart in public. At any rate, my feeling is that it's just so sad that we are so critical of Harry. In particular, yeah. he's he's yeah. so intelligent and so articulate about his feelings. I encourage yeah. anyone to to see this series on um, Apple+. I'd like Plus. to watch it. I think it's supposed to be. And he's, Listen, he's, he, I think it's, he's more open now. And the, uh, Lady Gaga's uh, uh, section is fascinating. She talks about yeah, how she was cutting yeah. herself. And no mm-hmm. one knew during the Oscars when she went up on stage and won for A Star is Born. She was... She was in a full uh, emotional uh, breakdown time. So so no one knew. You know, that's the thing. We see these people from the outside. We think we know what their lives are like, and we don't have a clue. Well, it's the on-camera face. All right. Um, Next up today, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, how we get to ditch our masks. Here's the headline from the Miami Herald. Are people comfortable Mm -hmm. ditching masks after the new CDC guidance? And here's what the poll found. Um, first of all, happy days seem like they're right around the corner. I'm very excited that the CDC is now allowing us to at least walk around outside without um, masks and to let those who are vaccinated gather without masks. This is this is a great time, I got to say. But it is interesting that many people are still concerned that it's a little too soon and we're not quite ready to take the mask off. Right. You are one of them. Right. I, I am in the sense that um, I'm, I'm not as afraid about what I will do. 
Ah. Um, I still haven't. I still haven't gone back into a church. And if there were more than one um, um, accessible outdoor masses, probably I would go to that. There's only one. You have to sign up for it, and once the slots are filled, that's it. And you have to bring your own chair. It's all involved. Yeah. Um, if they had a bunch of them, I would. You're probably just concerned about the other people. You're. You know. You're I'm concerned okay. about the other people, yeah. and I'm also concerned about a crowd indoors because right. what I keep seeing online for various places is we're now opening up more. We're now letting more people in. Not as not full capacity, but instead of maybe half, now it's two thirds or if right. it, you know whatever it was. Same with my gym. I have not been back too. My gym it's the indoor swim. stuff that's still a little sketchy, it's and we don't necessarily that trust yeah. that everybody's been vaccinated. Right. Um, according to the survey, percent of respondents said they were comfortable going to the grocery store with a mask, compared to 32 percent who said they were comfortable going maskless. So at this point, and, now, and this survey was taken end of May. Um, okay. The the most 30 only 32 percent were ha were comfortable going into a grocery store without mm -hmm. a mask at this point still a little soon right i went to i went to my favorite grocery store let's hear it all together boys and girls trader joe's trader joe's thank you uh, very nice and uh, i went yesterday morning early uh, it was not crowded and that was probably but i didn't go at the crack of dawn i wasn't waiting there at eight o'clock but doesn't it make it you it. feel comfortable to wear a but mask? But I wore my mask. I did. It didn't do other people or were the other people? There not were other people with masks on. Most of them I saw had masks, I believe. Okay. You know, I was, let me tell you something. I couldn't tell you exactly how many did and how many didn't. I mean, I was looking, I was getting so in and getting out. You did see people with no masks. I think I did. Okay. I wasn't. See, but I, the interesting thing, wait, wait, wait. The interesting thing is that right now I can't tell you for sure how many people I saw without masks and did it perk like, oh, yeah. because... I'm not as worried about it now. I'm thinking, all right, maybe they're vaccinated and that's fine. I'm vaccinated, so I'm not as worried about it. Well, but Trader Joe's hear... is one of the stores that is allowing it. Target, I think, that's is right. allowing it. Um, I, I was in my, my, I haven't been to either of those stores. I did go to, uh, I have been to Ralph's, which is our Kroger here in Southern California, a couple of times. And and their people are still wearing their masks across the board. Everyone's wearing a mask. and and I And I think that's, I'm still a little uncomfortable in that store. Mm -hmm. I want to get in. I want to get out because I out, right. just don't feel great being in. in store. Uh, I also wore um, in store. I also wore my gloves. Uh, I'm done with the gloves. You wore your gloves. See, see, I think you can you touch more things. Yeah. I Maybe, mean, it gets you know? on your hand. I do take a little bottle of alcohol and I sort of squirt yeah. my hands after the thing is over. According to Remember, this, go ahead. Instead of besides TV, I also taught school in and off, you know, on and off in, in my in my life. Yeah. And I've seen where, where kids where touch kids and do touch. it. And, 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 no, and, no, 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 no. Blah, You're blah, right. Blah, I haven't put yeah. my, I don't put my fingers on my mouth anymore. I don't bite my nails. I still have I have full nails now. I never used to have. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But I tell you what I do love, and that is the fact that now, at least outdoors, I can go for a walk and mm -hmm. not feel bad about having my mask off walking right. outdoors used to be at least in my neighborhood people were wearing masks they were 100 feet away and they yeah. were wearing a mask and i'm yeah. like i never thought this was logical but mm -hmm. you know i always wore mine too so that i looked like i was following the rules but i i, I i'm it's just such a relief to be able to walk outdoors uh without 
wearing that stupid mask. I predict that, I mean, this is, uh, we've talked about this before. This is kind of a work in progress. They're learning more and more about this virus. And a year from now, I predict a year from now, one year from now or less, we'll know even more about this virus. All right, our next survey I'm not sure we really need to do this, but I'm going to I'm going to do it anyway. Here's the headline. New survey reveals which wild animals Americans think they could beat in a fight. Oh, I'm out. out. Do bugs count? Let's talk about this survey. This they they really did ask people uh, if they thought that they could win in a fight against a wild animal. Six percent of Americans believe they could fight a grizzly bear unarmed and win. Were they sober? That's about what I would expect, 6%. That's a very low number. Uh, Most people are smart enough to realize they would probably not make it if they were in a fight with them. But there's enough people who have the overly confident, you know? The 6% of people just have think they could fight anything, I suppose. Um, Of the animals that the people thought were the fiercest and would be the most difficult to win uh, against in a fight, Elephants and rhinos came out on top with seventy-four percent. Grizzly. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Yeah. Wait a minute! There are people answering a question about who would fight an elephant. Yeah, elephants are tough, though. It's hard to fight. Who did this survey? They they seem slow, right? They seem like they're lumbering around, but but if they get mad at you, they can charge you really fast. They can run faster than you. Those. Hello, size. You're five foot. I don't care. I don't care on your worst day if you're if you're overweight by a hundred pounds. And then there's the elephant. I always thought I could outrun an elephant, though. I could just dodge the foot, you know, go to the left, Good go to the right, that. you know, and he'd mm. never be able to catch me. But well, send me a postcard after the safari and let me know how that went. Uh, uh, you know. Now, forty nine percent believed that they could win in a fight against a medium sized dog. So if you once were, again, why are we fighting dogs? Where would you hit a dog if you had to? If you had to, if you were in a oh, fight with one, would you punch him? I in don't the, know. Would you punch I him really on the know. nose or would you punch him in the stomach? I don't know. I would be praying. I'd be. I, I yeah. don't know. I'd be. I'd be. You'd have to fight, Susan. It's not a choice. You didn't okay. pick the fight. The, the dog is attacking you. How would you? I'll call you. Hey, Bob. Can you do me a favor? <laughs> 27% of men feel that they could um, win against a king cobra. 27%. I guess you'd try to grab it by the neck, right, and hold its mouth away. That would probably I haven't be given this. A, I don't hang out with cobras, so I don't know. Or if you had, you'd need a weapon of some sort. I guess if you had a big chopping knife, you could chop them in half. I don't know what I would do with the king Can we cobra. move on? This is awful. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. No. Moving on. Moving on to moving our on. final topic today. This isn't really so much a uh, uh, a poll, but my my daughter lives in Austin, mm-hmm. which is a very hip and fun city. Actually, they're quirky. They're weird. They got a lot of art quirky. art place. It's very fun. It's a fun little place in the middle. I always of wonder what people really mean when they say she's quirky. Yeah. Is it a what do you really is it mean? a backhanded compliment? Right. Are it, you trying to say she's nuts? All right. Go ahead. The city of Austin is quirky and fun, and one of the places that's kind of interesting and people love to drive by, it's a restaurant called El Arroyo. It's just mm-hmm. a little Mexican restaurant, but they have one of those signs out in front. You know, the kind where you can change the letters? Yes. And I guess it was like, you know, originally it was probably just a sign to show their hours or, you know, whatever. 
But they got bored with that and they decided to start putting funny little things up there every day. So now it's become this, this, this thing that it's almost a tourist attraction. Uh, here's one. I never imagined I'd go to the bank teller with a mask on to ask for money. Yeah, okay, is, that's cute. Right, see? Yeah. Um, in 20 years, our country will be run by people homeschooled by day drinkers. <laughs> that's probably true. And this is that's, this is good for... Some of these are, yeah, some yeah, of these are pretty true. Pretty true. The bone. I just realized my trash goes out more than me. <laughs> that's good. Here's one. I may be quarantined, but my boobs have never been freer. I guess a lot of people aren't, a lot of women are not wearing their bras. Women like that one. And I have to say, I've had friends who said, you know, they haven't put a bra on since last March, a year ago. Yeah. I think my favorite one is pretty wild that we used to eat cake after someone had blown on it. Yeah, listen, that's. Listen, again, I've always thought that was weird. Me too. You know, you go to a party, you put a cake out there and people blow the candles out and they're effectively spitting all over the cake you're about to cut right. up. Yeah, here, have a piece. Want a big piece? No, thanks. Want icing? No. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, can I scrape off the icing? Off oh the my top? God, yeah. you're you're right. I've thought about that a lot way before pandemic, me I have too. to say. Me too, me too. I've actually um, taken the cake and then scooped the cake out from the inside, avoiding the part that would have been spit oh, on. They are careful. No, I've thought about this. I have wow. thought about it. What do you? Well, what do you do? How do you tell kids? Well, you we could, you could, you could give somebody. Well, you could put the candles somewhere else besides on the cake you're going to eat. That's true. Like I think that's a good idea. Like here's a. There's a business. Somebody could come up with little uh, candle holders, and then you can add pieces or whatever, right? Oh, and you say, yeah, right. Like a. What about this? What about a clear plastic? candle holder thing that goes over the cake so you okay it's, it's like a cake it's shaped like okay. a cake with candle holders and then you blow on that oh. and then you take the candles and everything off the cake that or the candelabra that adds them on you know what i think you and i are sitting on a million dollars here should we have our next business I'm meeting our even, first business meeting later <laughs> not even kidding i think people would buy that i swear i think so too i think people would buy that i think it's thing. not a bad idea now every you know now everybody's thinking a little bit more maybe about things like not only have we had time to yeah. but we've had to think about the way we've been sloppy it's no help for the birthday cake. we got to rethink the birthday cake for sure. We're out of time. We're glad you joined us today for Older and Wiser. For all the stuff that matters when you're 50 plus, visit us at olderandwiser.com. And we got a bunch of other old podcasts on there, too. You can scroll back and listen to how old, old, how old, old we podcasts. are. How old we are. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next time. Bye. -bye.